Okay, fellas. Number 27 in the books. We're doing it right now. Not disappointing our fans. Doing it right. All 10 of them. Yep. Goddamn, you got me. God, if we had a dollar for every month Cameron Good listened. We got Tyski. If we got a dollar for every month he listened, we'd be very rich. We'd have $100. But we we actually have somebody who have been trying to get on the podcast for a while. And and we thought we weren't going to do any guests for a while, but then he just happened to take his dog by my house, and I couldn't help it. Literally walked by. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Christian Roberts. What's going on, guys? Yes. uh, Brewer. Yeah. Knows a lot about beer. Uh, I, I we've actually been spending a lot of time together in this quarantine because we live in the same neighborhood. Yeah, so we've been drinking a lot together recently. Correct. I mean, there's actually, really not much else to do. But right, the last time you right? came, that the last, party's here. The last time you came by the house, uh, we played uh, drinking games in my front yard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that was uh, at beer pong in the front yard. That was drink the beer in the front. Drink yard. the beer. That's right. Yes, we have some some people just impeding because they I'm just sorry. got back from downtown and they're drunk. Um. Anyway. Hello, Beth. Here we are. Sorry. Um, but yeah, well, uh, welcome to Sunday's podcast. We've had a very eventful day, I'd say. Yeah. This is actually our second run of this podcast. It is. You could say Christian saved the podcast. We've done these before where we we, we refuse to sacrifice the integrity. You Well, that's only the second time. Of I the think, podcast. I think. No, I, I literally just said that. That's the yeah, second yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, 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 it's only the second time we've done it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's on. It's recorded now. I said you're right vocally. Huh. How much have you had to drink today, big guy? I've drank so much. <laughs> so much today. Well, I invited you and your yeah. dad out today. Yeah, you actually invited us to start the day with you. and I To couldn't... brunch this morning? Yeah, but I couldn't, like... I've been... Every time I go drinking with him, I'm just out of function for, like, at least 48 hours. And I just figured, you know, I just can't waste three days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it gets a little, it gets I'm a little not, tasking after yeah, a little I'm while. I'm actually not upset about that, to be honest. It, it was the same bother. thing today. Good old Tyler over there. Yeah. Him and I showed up at five o'clock today. And I was sleeping. And, and there was literally no one here point. except for him and I. And he's like, yeah, no, he's passed out in a different room that's not his. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just knocked out. Dude. Just a dead I, to the world. And you know, when, uh, when you do a Sunday uh, brunch, like that's just kind of the staple. Like either you just try and keep it going and you wake up the next day not knowing what the fuck happened and how the hell you got through the day. Or you just take a nap and nap for like four hours. Yes. <laughs> and that's what he did. Yes. And here we are. Here we are. But I'm happy about it. Yeah. Is that weird? A little bit. Why? I mean, it's a great way to spend a day. I'm not going to lie. In my opinion, I take a nap. I'm rejuvenated. I'm about to smash more beers than you guys can imagine. Yeah. Speaking of beers, so um, Ty and I, we're drinking the Natterdays. And by Ty and I, I mean I just put a Natterday in his hand. So oh, he has to drink thank it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Um, what are you drinking over there, baby boy? I have one of the uh, Florida Avenue Passion of the Heights. Yeah, it's, it's a great beer. Hibiscus wheat, right? Yeah. 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 I've talked about this before. It's a nice one. Yeah, this guy actually used crisp. to right I, next door. Yeah, I actually used to walk my dog to that brewery. Cause, uh, nice. Yeah, I was walking distance to them, and it was a great spot. Lots of great food, and yeah, that's pretty much one of their flagships. They're really about those just like fruit and chocolate and a lot of d- different flavors going on in their beers. They very, very flavor forward. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so most of you guys, or all of you guys, have no idea who Christian is, but he's actually very well known in the brewing community in Tampa. He's kind of slowly making a name for himself here in Orlando. Uh, what are you drinking right now? Um, So I'm actually drinking Collective Arts, the um, Ransack the Universe, their Indian Pale Ale. Is it? 
Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a really good beer. Um, it wasn't a seven seven or six point eight percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so this one's a uh, it's a tall boy. It's I mean everything with Collective Arts is all about their out of the world labeling and branding for their marketing. Right. But um, yeah, with this one, it's just just the easy drinking West Coast IPA. At first, you know, when when I first saw Collective Arts, I was like, man, those cans are like the best in the industry. They're confusing sometimes. Though, but now because, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, like I, I agree. Like I, I like the the idea behind them, but they get really confusing because you can have one four pack that has one label design, or I mean, each can has its own label design, pretty much. And so you get really confused uh, about if it's the same beer or not. So Correct. It's, it's not but really not, like if you buy a four pack of the same beer. Sometimes the cans are not the same, though. Oh no! Yeah, you can actually get two different four packs. And the cans will be totally different looking. It's a little weird. Yeah, and so I always have to look for the names. I mean, I get it though. It's it's their uh, it's their own idea of marketing. It it works for them obviously, but Speaking I mean it doesn't work for everyone. Weird, actually, now before I forget, you're wearing that Happy Days shirt. Yeah. I honestly think it's amazing that you you you've been brewing for a very long time. Well, home brewing for over 11 years and then commercially uh, working in the brewing industry for over seven years. Yeah. Nice. That Happy Days shirt is from Garage Brewing. Garage Project. Garage Project. Yep. In where you spent nine months. Nine months, yeah. In New Zealand. Yeah. Brewing so, with Garage Brewing. So Garage I, uh, I worked with them uh, for six months in New Zealand in the capital of Wellington. And then I worked with another brewery called Moa Brewing in um, Marlboro, which is famous for their wine in New Zealand and so how many times did you see any one of the hobbits from the Shire I didn't see any I saw lots of scenes so I was actually you can pretty much walk anywhere and be in a scene from the movie uh but I heard lots of stories I have a great one about Orlando Bloom apparently peeing in their public water fountain (laughs) who doesn't yeah. <laughs> you, uh, listen, I live here in Dr. Phillips, and you grew up here in Dr. Phillips. If yep. you haven't peed in the fountain at the Delagio, <laughs> do you do you actually live here? I don't think so, no. No, uh, it's fucking weird. So, because my segues are amazing, Yes. let's go ahead and just let everybody know listening. I know you are. You got a little corn dog on your finger over there. Yeah. Speaking of good movies kind of trilogies like the hobbit and lord of the rings and everything right all the harry potter movies just got added to hbo recently well hbo max yeah so you can watch all of them all um dropped 500 or 400 movies they're they're gonna be the biggest streaming service you hear they uh they greenlit um zach snyder's justice league yeah it's next year which is gonna be insane that is gonna be amazing yeah they got and honestly like that was the justice league we all deserved that's what everyone's you. been hoping yeah. for. To be honest, I didn't hate. I didn't hate that movie. One thing. No, that's... I mean, I was disappointed when I actually saw aspects of it, but when I saw what it could have been. I was just like, Joss Whedon really let me down. Yeah. Right. But then. But Absolutely. Then, yeah. Uh, disclaimer: We have a dog who's yep. Wiley, who's running around. Hey. We're actually doing. It's no worse than the blender. Right. We're no worse than the blender. We're actually doing this <laughs> podcast at my house for the first time in a long time. Normally, we do it at our home. Which is Broken Strings. Yeah. Which is be- Oh, Broken Strings on Thursday is celebrating their four-year anniversary. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, four years nice. in the same building, right in the middle of uh, the Paramore District. Yep. We love where we are. We love our people. Um, we have a um, the Cherry Cola Sour, which we've all tried yep. and reviewed on the podcast. They're actually uh, canning that for it. And then we also have the Simeon Angel, which is a double... 
New England style IPA, so nine percent yeah. New England style beer. The, the IBUs are probably closer to nine or ten, which yeah. is very weird for an IPA, but it's Flow. consistent with Broken Strings. Brewing. Yeah. Um, nice. So I I really hope that everybody goes out and visits that place in the next week because we're doing four dollar pints. Hell yeah. From the, the second to the seventh, they've been Can't very be yeah they've they've been very good to us. Charles uh, has let us host our podcast there for nothing. Yeah. You know, and he gives us free beer to talk about. So yeah. I think all three of no, us can agree awesome. that I, it's pretty awesome. And you've been there a couple. I mean, times. I'll definitely agree with that. You, a you, great you've, spot. you've had the chance to have a couple drinks there. Oh yeah, yeah. I drank with you a few times now, and it's always a good time. You know <laughs> what makes me happy is I finally got. Not only did I finally get Christian on the podcast, but I finally got him to Sun Creek Brewing. That was actually I was very impressed. Like their uh, their operation facility uh, location. It's a little out there for everyone else, but uh, I mean, if you actually get out there, you realize that you can make a whole day of it. Like, it, it really, just walk, really there's can. the lake right there, and the brewery itself has food. It's it's a really cool experience. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Sun Creek is right in the middle of downtown Claremont, and within four square blocks of the brewery, there's open container. Nice. Yeah. So you can actually drink on the street. You literally so. just walk out of the brewery and walk down straight Shit. to the lake. Yeah. As soon, awesome. as, nice. as soon as we figured out that it's open container, I'm like, we have to walk to the lake. Yeah. Speaking speaking of, that that reminds me of one place that I'm actually really glad that you and I got the chance to go and take a tour of is we went and hit up uh, New Belgium brewery yes. yeah. while they were in North Carolina. And we actually made it. Probably what, like six months before they ended up doing their whole buyout yeah, transition sold and everything. By, um, was yeah. it because we went through the tour and everything was great for the fact that all the employees were like, "No, like this is a privately owned company. They're I am an owner by working here. Oh yeah, we have renovated this whole site. It is green. It reuses all the materials that we salvaged from the site. And then it was almost kind of sad to hear that." Well, they got bought out, and we're like, so you, all right, we're moving. Everyone uh, everyone feels uh, sad about that buyout, but um, think about it in the terms of the employees. Like, It's not sad for the employees because they get a percentage of that buyout. Like, They're, uh, they're talking about a lot of those employees are getting a six-figure payout. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because so, it's wow. our employee-owned. Yeah, everybody so, who worked at that brewery had stake in it right yeah so they're those yeah, employees they were all are, owners those employees are getting a huge uh, retirement settlement wow. yeah i mean they're still employed like they none yeah, of them they are losing their job no no one's losing your jobs they're just getting great bonus packages yeah and so, like some of them are insanely massive wow speaking of still employed, good for them oh yeah i kind of want to dive into what you've been doing recently um which is you know you just moved back to orlando um you've been in Tampa for a very long time, trying to, uh, working around there, you went to Tampa Bay Brewing, I think, right? Yeah, I started with Tampa Brewing Company. And, and, and a few other places. You're at Whisper Creek? So Whisper Creek Farm, uh, the brewery. So it's a three-part uh, operation. So it's it's a farm, it's a brewery, it's a restaurant, but it's all part of a JW Marriott. Yeah, JW Marriott. Also, there's a dog crying in the background. He just wants to go outside because there's people outside. We no no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Dustin's sitting on him. Yeah, no, definitely not sitting. He's on him. holding beer from the dog, and yeah. the dog's just very angry that he's not getting beer. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Whisper Creek Farms, which I imagine it must be a struggle. 
So, I mean, it's a smaller operation, uh, but it definitely has its ups and downs. Being part of a hotel, obviously, um, when you're part of any larger operation and being a, 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 a piece of it, um, it's dynamic and operational scale is definitely uh, has its complications and logistical challenges but Correct. it's uh it's really cool because i mean essentially i have free reign of anything from the farm so anytime the farmers have a fresh ingredient they literally just drop a bucket at my door and i have to figure out how to use that in a beer <laughs> that's beautiful yeah nice. <laughs> so that probably cool. keeps you on your toes when it, it comes does to so uh i mean there's definitely days where i will spend a good portion of my day googling so i mean there's lots of different approaches to uh handling ingredients and I think about it like the same way a chef would handle it. So I will literally Google how um, how to cook. Do you do you process it with heat? Like how do you prepare this specific ingredient? And I'll spend hours and hours just trying to figure out how this ingredient reacts with temperature and everything, just to see how it best used. Honestly, I think that's probably one of the one of the better parts about the brewing industry is you you have those particular things where you're like let's do something different. You obviously are, are at a more intense level with that particular situation where like they just drop shit off and you're like, okay, well, this is blueberries. What the fuck do I do with this? Let's figure it out. You know? <laughs> I think that's amazing. Um, so uh, you're, you're with him now. You have obviously higher aspirations as far as like advancing your career. One of the best part about this is you go to see you study with Siebel Institute of Technology so I've studied uh, a little bit with Siebel but the big uh, course I've done is um, IBD which is the Institute of Brewing and Distilling out of London right so with um, most people uh, if you do or don't know um, so Siebel is one of the oldest technical brewing colleges in America you could say their their master brewing program is probably the most in depth in the nation in the world, right? No, so they're um they're the top brewing program in America, uh, but there are a number of other brewing programs that are um, more international scale, but also intertwined. So uh, Siebel actually bases their curriculum on the IBD curriculum, so the Institute of London. Right. So um, they're both a few hundred years old, um, and then uh, Siebel also partners with um, Weisdefarner University and Domen's uh, College out of Germany. Right. Uh, so there's lots of integration between uh, England, America, and the German colleges. Those are definitely the three largest brewing uh, programs on the, uh, in the world. Right. And now there's definitely a lot of other ones. Uh, VBL, the brewing program out of Berlin, is another big one. Yeah. But I mean, uh, those three are specifically integrated to each other in certain aspects. So definitely have a high regard as far as the brewing community goes. That's awesome. Well, I mean, the fact that you're at least involved in one of them, if not two, um, is pretty cool. Um, one thing I've wanted to ask you for a while is, how do you feel that when the uh, remake comes out, when you come over here next time, I'm going to whoop your ass <laughs> in Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Oh, I am super stoked on that. I haven't played Tony Hawk probably in over 20 years, but uh, I'm excited for the remake because still, that has probably one of the best playlists of any other video game. Now, N64 period, I think that... There's a great generational of video games from N64 that have insane soundtracks. I feel Everyone like we can, can agree. all agree to that. Because, yeah, because, like, N64 is when Final Fantasy... Well, yeah, I Final mean, around the same year, because it was PlayStation as Yeah, well. you have 1080 Snowboarding, Wave say, Race. Yeah. Um, eh. oh, what was the other one? Um, uh, it was a motorcycle game. Oh, the motorcycle game? Oh, uh, yeah. It was like you were, you were riding uh, cruisers, and you had to, like, beat the other dude with a chain. 
Oh, Road Rash. Road, Road Rash. Rash. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that well, that was also a great arcade game, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, those definitely... <laughs> Especially when you brought the chain to the arcade. I mean, those <laughs> definitely had some amazing soundtracks, but I don't feel like anything had the kind of weight that Tony no. Hawk had. We've because, even talked about it yeah, on we previous talked about episodes. It on, we talked about it on the last episode. A lot of us, like... um. What is it like? Fucking Motorhead, Motorhead, well, Goldfinger, oh yeah, Wu-Tang, all of those. A lot of those artists that were you, fucking 10, 11, 12 years old, and you want to be exposed didn't to those, know about that, any of this yeah, shit. Yeah, like you'd well, be exposed like, to maybe one or two of those I bands. I never would have heard the song Ace of Spades no. when I was like thirteen. Here's totally. the craziest part: everyone about that it. played Tony Hawk knows that fucking yeah. song. The thing yeah. about Tony Hawk is like we had one other online game it was like well one other game that could have been potentially online which was goldeneye right yeah on yeah. nintendo 64 if those two games came out now it, what would you do you know what i mean I mean, you think they'd have the same weight right i mean i don't know Golden i like golden in my day i think that's where men the- became boys that was. I feel like Goldeneye. Boys led became to, men. The other way around. Halo would never have the weight that it had without Goldeneye. Without Goldeneye, but I also see yeah. that without Tony Hawk too, because it's it's a point system. You well, think about all the other sports other. games. They got huge. Like, oh I mean, you had God. Blitz SSX, and everything. Tricky, all but that noth- shit. Yeah, but nothing NFL had Blitz the, was that thing. Yeah, but nothing <laughs> had the weight that Tony Hawk had. Like those games no. are great. Don't get me right, wrong. Right. Everyone loved playing those Correct. games. But, like, I don't feel like sports video games hit their peak until Tony Hawk came out. Yeah, until yeah. after Tony Hawk that's came out. That's a great point. That's when yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk broke the whole barrier of actually having, like, real athletes in the game oh, and yeah. everything like that. It's realism, but it's yep. also, it's the culture that goes along with the realism. Yep. Like, incorporated everything is part, that is part of the sco- how many, culture. How many skateboards did this guy sell based on that game? Not Who? just him. Tony Hawk or yeah. all the other skaters that were in correct because we like Kareem Campbell. I mean, think about Bob Burnquist, like Lucky Lassic. I mean, I know that was those are household names right, because yeah. of that video game. I didn't absolutely. I didn't watch the S- X Games until after Tony Hawk, and then X Games became my favorite thing to watch. Correct. Yeah, and it was like a annual thing. Like, oh, hey, let's and the Olympics are on. It's like cool. Vert Vert Comp on oh, the X Vert Games Comp. are on, so I don't give a <laughs> shit. Oh man, I still like uh, I still go back back and watch the video of when Tony Hawk first did the 1080. Uh, oh, the ni- the 900. 900, yeah. Sorry. Uh, did, have you seen? Have you guys seen the story behind that? What him getting the 900? Yeah. The first time. Yeah. What about it? He didn't do it in competition. The competition was over. No, he just wanted to do ESPN it. ESPN was about to cut the feed. Yeah, they they actually gave him six yeah. runs to he, do it. He just wanted to do it, and he yeah. was like. This is a new thing that no one's ever done before. And, I think I can do it. Everyone was backing him, and he came so close like three or four yeah. times. And they're like, we're not cutting the feed. Even more but impressive, he nailed it a month ago at like the age of like 58 50, or something yeah, like no, that. Yeah, he's 58. The thing is, is like, so now, have you guys seen the Do a Kick Clip videos? I've, oh, I mean, I I've heard of them. Yeah. About, of him yelling out the out the window at skaters yeah he'll <laughs> yell out the window at skaters yeah. do a kickflip and if they do it he'll hand him like a deck or shoes or something yeah. well, it's not just him That's Eric Costin cool. does it Bucky Lassick dude, does it dude apparently dude Tony Hawk goes through like drive throughs now and they're like oh what, what, what name can we put on the order and they're like Oh, well, Tony Hawk, and he's like, "Huh, that's awesome." You mean like the pro skater? Well, you hear about his, like, and they're like, "Yeah, like that dude." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, that guy was cool." Well, you hear about him in the terminals when he goes to the airport. Like he posts him on Instagram and like social media, and he'll say, "Great encounter today." Uh, walk through security. He's like, "Oh, they look at his passport or his ID and be like, oh, Tony Hawk, like the pro skater." And he's like, "Yeah, 
just, just like, like him. <laughs> and they're like, that guy's probably really cool. Have a good day, dude. They do. Nobody recognizes not, him. It's hilarious. Not at all. How does that make How does that make us feel? Like honestly, Tony Hawk to me personally was probably one of the biggest names in my childhood. It was for for me, and I think you guys as well, because we're all in the same age group. Um, yeah. Like before Bam Margera, it was Tony Hawk. Well, I think he led the way for uh, pro skaters to be not just in that realm of skateboarding, but to be um, celebrities. Like, he totally led the celebrity, like, segue. Think about uh, all the skate videos and, like, the groups that he's a part of. Like, I mean, get the Lords of Dogtown. Those guys were the, the godfathers yeah, of the skate scene. correct. But, like, Tony Hawk was skating with those guys back in the day. Well, here's like, the he was thing. still part of that group. Oh, First yeah. of all, I just want to let the <clears throat> anyone who's listening know. Beth, yeah. who it's is my roommate apparently. and the twin sister, identical twin sister of my wife, is... Uh, just come back home. She's intoxicated and having a good time rolling across the floor. So if we get distracted, that's probably why. Um, but the thing was, is he was saying, like Tony Hawk, how he became a pro back in the day. And it was just a, a big... matter of checking a box. Well, and he's Amateur the... pro. Think about it. Like, he wasn't the first uh, pro skateboarder, but he's the most famous to this day. Like, I mean, you have all those other big names. Like, you're talking about from Lords of Dogtown. Those, uh... 52, 50 something years old, right? He's the same yeah. age as Joe yeah. Rogan. So, this guy started skateboarding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and became famous and then dropped off and then became famous again and created a revolution. Yeah. So, you want to hear some funny trivia? I don't know. You guys might know this or might not. Do you know he used to skateboard with Tom Green when they were like in middle school or high school together? Really? Like I him don't and Tom Green that. used to uh, skateboard together when they were kids and teenagers. Wow. And it's just like funny how like that whole uh, California scene led to a whole bunch of different uh, yeah. offshoots. I mean, yeah. and honestly, like based on the way that we see skateboarding today, it there's no it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't surprise. Just like Beth is just passed out on the floor, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean that's what I think that's what's so cool about it. like you can still look back at it. I mean the surf and snowboarding scene; those are like those has some really rad people and riders, and they just they commit and are die hard. But I just feel like the the skateboard culture is probably one of the most rich cultures that you can find. Well, the thing yeah. is, is like when you would for me personally, and I grew up in Los Angeles and here in uh, or in the Central Florida area. Um, you, you'd see the snowboarders and the skiers and everybody else. It just felt far away. Yeah. You know, I can't speak for anybody who grew up in like Buffalo, New York or shit like that. But for me personally, and we talked about Tony Hawk on the last podcast, but for me personally, everything that was happening in that skateboarding scene, I felt like it reflected on what I was doing in my personal life. You know oh yeah. I mean? Even, even and, if you and, weren't a skater, like you still could. Exactly. I BMX as a kid. Yeah. So like Dave Mira, it, it, it opened up doorways for that you know what i mean yeah and there's nothing like beating some dickhead's ass in a points contest on tony hawk pro skater in the fucking uh what was it, the warehouse oh yeah oh the warehouse is the, i mean the warehouse is where literally i think that's where everything went through down yeah everyone threw down the warehouse we, yeah. i mean how how much time did you spend on tony hawk pro skater ton of time absolutely man it's one of the best games ever made those one of those games you 
What do you found think? new areas that you could perfect different uh, tricks on the maps and shit like that. You could unlock different fucking characters that had uh, like certain tricks for just that character and shit. Like you remember like how proud you were too when you landed that one trick? I feel like it was better than getting that like that straight A report card for your parents. Like, they were proud of the straight A report. You were proud of fucking landing that trick. Like you didn't give a shit about anything else except for that trick. Correct. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. How did you feel about it? Uh, I loved it when it came out. I, we actually talked about this earlier about yeah. the whole thing. The only thing is, with, with the remake, do you guys see yourself putting a lot of time into the remake? Because I feel like, personally, as much as I love that game when it came out, I feel like I'm going to download it, I'm going to play it for three hours, get my like my nostalgia out, yeah, and then I'm going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm good, and then yeah, I'll play see, it again. I hate to say it, but yeah, I'm, that's I'm all sure, it's going to yeah, be. I, definitely, I know Dustin disagrees. Like He thinks he could really put hours into it. I could. But... I feel like like I did this already. Not like, a chance. I put my hours. Well, in. it feels like I mean I, I don't know like if it's gonna be identical. Or are they gonna change some aspects so, of the actual so game? So pretty play? much you 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 have the controls of the newer games where you can, um, uh, you can revert so you can continue like you could do one continuous trick on vert type thing. Yeah. You could. Uh, it, it's modern controls with classic. They haven't added yes. any new tricks though, like no, 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 no like no, new no, modified, like no, you know, no, tricks no, that no. now are coming out and no. all that. They might have added that thing where like if you click like two buttons after after you got good at the game, you had the option to, like click two buttons and create your own flip trick. So it would slow down and you can move your feet to create like a weird flip trick. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't. Um, but to be blatantly honest with you. I think I would spend like several days on that. Honestly, I, I'd I, spend months on it. I agree with Justin. I, I don't play. I don't like you. Are, you're you're with me on this, and and this is where we divide the room a little bit. We don't play online video games a lot. No, I, I really actually don't play video games at all unless Correct. it's with other people. But I, I literally gave you a gaming system. Yeah, I think I've played it maybe about two hours total. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's cool about it is uh, that it's yeah there's definitely gonna be that group that's gonna be it's just gonna be for that nostalgic aspect where you're just gonna be replaying stuff that you you remember having such a good time yeah. but I think that's the, the addicting aspect of uh, Tony Hawk though is it's it's mesmerizing it definitely engulfs you like I don't know exactly are they gonna be adding any new soundtrack to it is it gonna be the exact same soundtrack so I think maybe six so. six songs out of both um, out of both games, six songs are not going to be added on. The only one that 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 we love that won't be added on. Beth, are you okay? Perfect. Uh, sorry. So she, I just want to point out that there's a kiddie pool in his living room that she literally had to climb through the kiddie pool. So that was actually pretty entertaining to watch. This is what happens when we don't think, don't do things at Broken Strings Brewing. Yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Charles. <laughs> Love you, Charles. We love Charles. God. Right. Cheers. Here's Charles to Charles. Everyone Charles. cheers. Yes. Cheers to Charles. Cheers to I Broken Strings Brewing. How do you not have a beer? Yeah, you're... I finished it. <laughs> you were drinking... Well, can you go... I'll talk to him while you go get a beverage. Okay. Go get a whiskey. There's Sexton over there. there. Yeah. yeah, he can walk over it. There we go. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I think Tony... Hawk, the thing about Tony Hawk is like... It was, I've met one person in my entire life. He's actually in my family. He's married to my old, one of my older sisters. 
who lost his life playing Tony Hawk. He's like, Tony Hawk ruined my life. Really? He said, but, I mean, fuck that's, all of his friends. That's, I don't feel like that has, family. To, I don't think it has anything to do with the video game because you always have that one person at video right, game. That, it's that just a video game, period. You know, how many times have you seen those dickheads at the arcade jumping down on DDR? Oh my gosh. Oh my god, they got the fucking hand on the back thing and they're just... Think like, we have a... Like, there's a, a time in American history where DDR was super crazy popular here in America. In Asian countries, I still... Like, when I was over in Japan, that game is still crazy popular. Right? 15 years later. Like, I'm just like, jeez, mm-hmm. these guys are like... They're, they're playing the way, for money them, out there. Watching them play, it's something straight out of a movie. Like, how many hours are they dedicating to this shit? Because... Yeah. I can't even think in the way they're moving. And it's just yeah. insane. I used to be in a D- I had like the home setup. Did you? Back in the day. Were you, you know good? how they had like those foam. Yeah, my, oh, mom, yeah. my, mom, my mom bought one because I was she tempted by those because those are like a great party item. Yeah, yeah. She no, bought one, one because she wanted to lose weight. And yeah, it worked it out. For great reason. It's a, for decent, a little while. it's a decent workout. I mean, but you're yeah. moving. You're definitely yeah. moving. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, my mom to this day can. There's, there's very few people in this world that can beat her. On Tetris. Oh, see Tetris. That's Tetris and Doctor Mario. Those are whole new level games that are yeah. like. Well, you you sat with me here on this couch. Yeah, that uh, like, Tetris game that was few, like a hundred people playing yeah. at once. And like, if you get a brick or if you get a line, somebody else gets a brick, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. somebody no, else. It was a lot like, of fun. Yeah, it really was. We played that for like see, what, a couple was, hours. It's one of the few games that's like you would think it's boring to actually watch the third party. But it's actually really entertaining to watch the third party because these they're fast acting. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's intense. Yes. See, personally, I'm a really like competitive game kind of, you know, like first-person shooters. Right. Competitive. So there's not that aspect to Tony Hawk. Like when I was younger, I was, it was like, I'm content. Like this yeah. is perfect. Oh, yeah. Like this is fun. I could do this for hours. But just now that I'm more into like competitive gaming and stuff like that, I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for three hours. I'm going to love it. Like, it's going to be amazing. But then I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to go yeah, hop I'm, on Call of Duty or whatever. I will say it's a different thing, frame though. of attention span. Like, yeah. When you're used to constant fast pace and Tony yeah. Hawk is like, there's a lot. But you can also, like, you can keep it going. So it's like anything you can find is an obstacle or something you can skate over. Like, I think that's what's so cool about Tony Hawk, though. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not much of a storyboard. There's really not yeah. a lot going on. But you can create whatever you want. So, like, you can just do, like... Mm-hmm. So, it's all that skate mentality, which is... It's a totally different realm than we're in today, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's beautiful, is what it really... I honestly don't think it's a fad, though. No. And I, honestly, yeah. I, I hope that it, like, it kind of catches on. Because, like, you're saying, like... I feel like that... Um, and this is a problem, like, even... Some of us, they were, like... We're a little before the... The that, curve of online gaming. Well, yeah, and that well, not online gaming, but just that that um, that constant action sequence. Like, cause back in the day, like our online gaming was not action packed unless you're playing Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. Or, Those are literally the only. I other... mean, Halo, I think, was the, our first introduction. Yeah, that was the first introduction to some like impactful, like constantly have to be aware of everything, and so it's just like it's all about attention span. And I think you know, those the slow span games. Like, uh, I mean, I used to. I'll make a point. Like I remember playing Atari with my grandmother and playing, uh, what is it? Pong? Is yeah. that the name of yep. it? Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. yeah. That game where you just have the two paddles on each side and the ball bouncing back and forth. That was the most stressful thing I could ever yeah. think of at the time. hundred percent. And still like, I think if, if you uh, put a really good player, even to somebody young today, that game is extremely stressful. 
And it's like, we don't have that kind of context, but that's like, that was the idea of a stressful game. And like, I feel like the game's kind of bounced around because of that. Well, we've had to time it too. I mean, you guys play Warzone, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've been, you guys have been big proponents of Warzone. I mean, I I think just to kind of preface your point with just saying that I think Halo was kind of one of the broke the whole kind of mold of what was possible. Because like you said, of course, GoldenEye was like, yeah, N64 had the whole network adapter that was... That didn't really work. The network adapter was 30% of what you paid for the entire console. Oh, yeah. Right. So it was like, you paid $200 for an an N64, and then you paid $70 for a network adapter. Right. Your connection was shitty because nobody had internet suitable for gaming back in the day. Correct. And maybe there was 15 other people that were playing... And five of them were so good that you couldn't even play with them. And the other ten of them just had a shitty connection. And it was just no fun playing with it. Correct. But then when Xbox finally came out, Halo ended up coming out. And all of a sudden it was like, wait a second. I can connect my Xbox to your Xbox. And we can have split second shit going on where I just killed you and I can yell to the other room and be like, ah, fuck you. Yeah, and it just happened to you. Do you remember land parties? That's yeah. what you're saying. Land parties. Exactly. How beautiful were those? That oh, yeah. changed. Yo, how many times? Yeah. Well, well, Halo created one of the best parts of online video gaming. Yeah, you know, which honestly, was teabagging. Honestly, I, I teabagging somebody after you kill him, you drop a couple of nuts on him, and it's like fuck this guy. Well, now you have that like that weird dance moves and everything, but I feel like you know. I, I kind of miss the uh, the generation of LAN parties because now it's all you I mean you can play with anyone anyone around the around world around the world yeah and like that's great because I mean that's really cool to, you're, you're having more diversity and you're having more challenges because of like so much diversity but think of it like you were just saying like yeah. that whole aspect of it's just you and your best friends like. 10 to 20 of your best friends and you're just like talking shit you can spend a whole day I remember we used to throw parties like I remember we had a conversation about like let's get a keg we'll get 20 people and just throw a fucking 20 person land party and 10 of us are gonna sit in that room 10 of us are gonna sit in this room and we're getting drunk we're gonna connect oh my gosh and it would just be the craziest the best time ever honestly that was the greatest times of my life well that was the funnest time of it was Everybody had their own little gamer tags on it and shit like that. Everybody had their own strengths and everything. Wouldn't you get to see their face after the feats and wins? And well, just and like exactly. That was the thing a- of just being like, oh, okay, there's one person between me and capturing this flag right here. Right. And it's oh, your one fucking God. buddy who's in your way. You and you dominate the shit out of him. And then you're like, fuck you, Frank. You're a piece of shit. Exactly. Ugh! Yeah, but and the then you just own him. Yeah, is, and it was innocent because like now it's like you can talk, like you can talk shit from across the world without feeling that kind of like that like I have to see you again. But like now, like back then, it was just like yo, oh. I can't talk that much shit. He's using the bathroom. I exactly. Pee. Like you don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, you you know yeah. that person. So I will like, tell you this right now. There was no greater punishment than when someone calls that sniper rifle on Valhalla. Oh yeah, and huh? you take it from them. And then I'm, they punch you. Yes. I'm sorry. There is no calling weapons. If you don't beat me to that weapon, you I don't, don't get that right? weapon. That's what I felt. 
I will murder you ten times in a row if you think you can try to attack me for stealing your weapon. And that friend, not remember happening. when you like you would steal the weapon from your friend, and then you guys had the uh, the box of pizza, and you had to compete over who got the last <laughs> slice of pepperoni. That shit got intense because yeah. of that game, right? Like you guys, Honestly, like you built everything up. Like I mean, you guys would see each other in school. It's like, fuck you. I own your next game. I think I think, <laughs> yep. think the two there's two games that we can attribute to what we have now versus online gaming, and that's Halo and Mario Party. Oh, yeah. Mario Kart too, but Mario Party definitely. Yeah. Yes, Mario Party, in my opinion, was you know the one game that really brought pe- multiple players together. Yeah. That's still something you play in your living room. I would say Mario Party brings people together. Mario Kart. So many of me and my friends were divided because of Mario Kart. And uh, Smash Brothers. Can I we, give you guys? Yeah, Smash Brothers. Dude, we used to right get in here. some like really the community deep, game. Like, we used to get in arguments at bars. Be like, "Fuck you! You don't, you can't beat me." Yeah. Like still to this day, we still have the same argument from ten years ago. Uh, I don't know what your phone. Yeah. Is. <laughs> and I feel like that's like that's what makes those uh, again these are those classic Nintendo games. Like we still are fighting over the same games I'll ten tell years you this later. Right now, yeah. I don't care how good you guys are at Mario. I'm talking to all three of you. See, yeah. you will not beat Dan, my roommate, in Mario Kart. See, that is always the, like, the story. Is like, you will always have that one friend that was like, I don't care, you can't beat me. Or yeah. like, you can't beat them. I'm just the best. Yeah, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, always going to have that friend that just like towers over everyone else. But all he does is, like, he's getting up, he, he, he turns 33 on the 8th, right? Which is a month before my birthday. And, uh, he is getting a switch, a switch for his birthday, strictly to play Mario Kart. Dude, I will. I mean, right? Honestly, yeah, he's he's awesome. only here to he's only here to take wins from people. So if anybody wants to get their ass whooped on Mario Kart, I will bring a game of Mario shit. Kart over for a birthday party. Like, again, I'm not. We like, did that together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. But I like, was so drunk though; I don't I, really remember. I'm, yeah, you get drunk and lose at video games a lot. Oh, yeah. First of all, can we just elaborate? Bro, I smashed this guy in Madden one year. It was all actually right. for his Before birthday. Before we get to that, he threw like last four time we interceptions. Played, last time we played, right? It was a pretty good back and forth. It right. was, we uh, were playing Borderlands. Yeah. And we were drinking for a long time. Yeah, that's yeah, that a good five hours of drinking that went into at that least. game. And then the night you're talking about is the night I got engaged. And I... Lost to Drew by one point after throwing six interceptions on Madden. You got smashed well, in Madden. I threw like I threw fault. six interceptions and lost to this guy by one point. I and will then, say, I've never seen I, fights break out like football game fights. Yeah, yeah. well, Madden people are shooting each other over it. But anyway, hey, no Ravens fan. I want to <laughs> let you know this right now. I Drew beat me. Like I got done playing him, and then I went into my bedroom and puked. Let everywhere. that stand on the record. It was bad. You crushed him in Madden. You trying to play? So you we can actually look at this in the way like you made him puke. Yeah, if we I beat at, him so bad he went and passed out in you three different by, rooms of his house at the same time. Can yeah, you, can you? That's that's pretty bad whooping. Can you just uh, tell the crowd how much you beat me by? I mean, how I many mean, points? I think it was enough to win, right? And uh, just barely one. Just one above time. So why was your reaction so visceral? Because you said I beat the shit out of him. You, I threw six interceptions and, and still, and you only beat me by one point. As soon as the that game has ended, enough to say about how good you are. You raced off into your house, 
and just that's because I got so drunk then leading up to that well I think I actually beat you in two games of Madden that night because one of them was at player one and one of them was here I don't even remember player one so that doesn't count yeah, I beat you twice that's, that's that kind night. of a standard though I feel like if you're at player one you should probably not remember being at player one yeah we ended up going to I think it was someplace out in Champions Gate no, we where well, we I got, celebrated. I got in, I got engaged in celebration. Celebration. Beth yeah. remembers, don't you, Bethy? And then going from Champions Gate celebration area to we headed player to player one, one, and then you came to my house. Yeah, I I actually rode with you. Yeah, I was smashed. I think we got like three quarters of the way through the game at player one. And then you got way too drunk slash distracted and I doubt you beat mulling me. around the rest of the engagement party. I doubt, and he was I just doubt like, you, oh, I doubt whatever. you beat me twice. I mean, that makes sense. I picked the Rams. But can we just talk about how like idea. he beat me by one point and then like 30 seconds later I went and puked in the toilet? Yeah. Because I was so drunk. I'd be upset too. Can, I mean, he, can, he, can we just take away the fact that he beat the shit out of me? He just beat me, right? Yeah, you lost. I lost. But he yeah. didn't beat the shit out of me. He didn't wax the floor. I mean, obviously, obviously, it was an intense game. Well, well, we can't argue that. Obviously, people had feelings in the game. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that that could be the factor that led to the the eruption of your bowels. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so I one um, the other. So I just got a taxidermy dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really cool because it's wearing sunglasses and um, is that a cowboy hat or what's it's that? It's just one? a hat. His yeah. name is Rowdy. I will say that it almost looks like a cartoon character right now. Like, it kind of slightly reminds me of, uh, what's the the cat from Shrek? Puss in Boots. What was your thoughts? This looked more like a cat than a dog. Yeah, it was like a taxidermy version. What were your thoughts on the taxidermy dog when I brought it home? Yes, you are. You're the one who who dressed him up. But what were your thoughts? Did you try to disguise it because you couldn't stand the sight of it? Who's fucking dog? Um, Shout out to Cindy Thompson, my other mom. So okay. she, uh, it, uh, like the whole Thompson family is actually very into taxidermy. Okay. And, and that was their dog? That was not their dog, but it is a taxidermy dog. So they yeah, got it and they taxidermy. I have no idea. So they, they, they taxidermy so people's dogs. Dead dog? Yeah. Why would they taxidermy someone else's dog? They didn't taxidermy someone else's dog. They just well, they it wasn't their dog, so they someone else's did taxidermy dog that was taxidermy. someone else's dog. Can you also carry that around with you at a bar just to fuck with people sometimes? So, please. so with that being said, you know what that dog's name is? What Rowdy? Oh, uh, please take it to the bar with you and Have put you it guys... on the bar at your uh, brewery. Has anyone ever seen Scrubs? Yes. Mm-hmm. You remember their stuffed dog that they would like. Put at someone else's door. Well, it was a taxidermy dog. It was a taxidermy. It was a taxidermy dog. Be and the original. guy would come back with that dude's dog and be like, "I don't know why he keeps coming to your door. We could, we could neuter him, it, but we don't have to take him to the doctor. I can just pop these bad boys out." Be original. Dude, honestly, that's I'm probably sorry, what, but that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Scrubs is a great show, and I do remember that episode, <laughs> those scenes, because it bounced back and forth for many episodes. And it was like the foundation yes. for their uh, friendship. Correct. I'm going to say something that's very controversial. Hmm. Scrubs is a hundred times better than The Office. Second that. Oh. I mean, I'm not wait, a fan wait, wait. of The Which Office. Which American or English so Office are we talking about? Both combined. Not. I will say I was never a big fan of either of The Offices. I like the writing style for both Steve Carell and... Um, 
What's that guy's name? The original creator of all Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Ricky yeah. Gervais. Their writing style is great, but I feel like, yeah, Scrubs was a little bit easier digestible and way more emotional of a show. I, well, so here's the crazy part. Based on, on, on shows on like being doctors and things like that, that's the most medically accurate show on television. Is cool. that weird? Doesn't Scrubs. make it better. Scrubs. I love Scrubs, yeah. by the way, but come on. Yeah, the we office, watch it. Yeah. The Office. The Office is, is funny, but like honestly, Scrubs is funnier, in my opinion. And then you look at like How I Met Your Mother, way funnier than The Office. I mean... You look at you what? look at Parks and Rec, oh I think way funnier I mean, than I The think, Office. No, I think it's all styles of humor. Like, they're all very different. And like, just the, mm-hmm. it's what your appreciation. Like, I just... I don't like dry Yo. humor. Those are... Beth just boot scooting boogie out of here because she loves the office. <laughs> I I love the I, I I respect the dry humor and there's definitely aspects. I I mean I always love uh, so anyone that's on dating apps this is great. You always will see uh, most quotable and the most famous thing for any female I've seen is the office. Yeah, it is so sense. common. That makes sense. And it just makes me laugh. It's like. I mean, there's a couple episodes that are pretty uh, quotable. I still quote uh, Steve Carell's episode where he says, technology has failed me today. It drove me straight into a lake. Like when oh, his GPS yeah. Yeah, like yeah. takes him to, like, drives his car into a lake. That's I think beautiful. those are, but I mean, overall, show's not great. However, though, I love Steve I agree. Carell. Space Force, I just finished watching the series. That stuff that show have you guys yeah. seen it on Netflix? I need to it's jump in on it. It's fucking amazing. It. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's so good. So, fans of our podcast will know that we have a fan and, and former, uh, you could say, colleague or just person who's been on the podcast, Jared Thompson, my yeah. brother. He's in the Air Force. I think we should try to convince him to join the Space Force. So if it's anything like the series, it's very easy to join and takes no accreditation whatsoever. Perfect. <laughs> He's in. <laughs> Well, as long as Heather says yes. He's Why in. do you think he'd want to join the Space Force? Why wouldn't you? Same reason you and I don't want to join. I mean... I would join. I would join. Say, hey, listen, do you, you gotta... not want to escape this planet right now? Fucking ca- Christ. <laughs> do I want to be I would sh- totally bail out to the moon. <laughs> so we're yeah. going we're gonna, to we're gonna quickly skid from that. Speaking of escaping. Um, the NFL announced a few days ago, less than a week ago, that they're planning on opening Great up. segue. I'm here for you. They're they're opening. They plan on opening up with full capacity at every stadium in the United States. I I don't. I don't I still think question that's the validity of that. I don't think that's possible. Nowhere right now is questioning opening anything at a hundred percent capacity. Well, and the guidelines and there Texas. is no time. No. So we we talked about this earlier. They're at twenty five percent now. Well, so so yes. they haven't even hit fifty or seventy-five, and they're already contemplating a hundred percent. Yes, get the fuck out of here. No, but yeah. the fact that hotels in like hotels are still like not opening yet. Like if a ho- like until the hotel scene and hundred percent opens, like mm-hmm. there's no way the sports scene because they're, until they're until the restaurant scene opens a hundred percent, you're not having a hundred percent. Florida, we're one, we're one month away from um, phase three. Yeah, but I mean... Provided nothing changes. But there's... Provided nothing changes is right, but current climate dictates that that's probably going to happen. Think about everyone wants to, but like realistically, no. I don't think that yeah. anyone's willing to take the risk. Because if they open 100% and they have to close down within a couple months, 
that just makes it so much worse. I don't think it's realistic to do 100% capacity no. right off the bat. No. Like, there's, there are just so many businesses that are still... There, I mean, like I said, like uh, there's businesses that are not expecting to be 100% capacity to October. Yeah. And that says something. Like These are big companies that are not expecting to be 100% well, operational till four or five months down the road. I, I think that what really draws the whole undecidedness about the whole reopening and everything into consideration is the fact that two months ago you had Disney World saying, fuck it, nope. Not opening up until 2021. And they're yeah. opening up in next month. And like well, they're, they're losing $20 billion a I'm just month. saying they are opening up. I fucking up. hate They that. are I opening up. I can't finish a point. I can't finish a sentence. I can't finish... I'm sorry. Anything objectionable with you on the other side of the mic. I apologize. I'm an asshole. Can you please Cut. finish finish your point? Well, if you all heard it, yeah. Disney World is planning to reopen later on uh, in a few months. So uh, before 2021... Uh, just, just to show uh, how much indecision is about the whole reopening thing that, uh, you know, we're not sure when anywhere is going to reopen. So uh, to say something's going to stick with the usual climate that's going on right now, yeah, there's no way to that. Yeah, thank you. Okay. All right. As you were. No, no, I'm done now. Okay. No, no, I second that. I mean, <laughs> it's like there's too much uncertainty to be able to like, say with certainty that, yeah, too many places are going to say 30 days we're going to be open. They've been saying that for the last three months. Yeah. Like, well, here's what I will tell you. As an NFL owner, and the NF, uh, and Disney wait, owns... An NFL owner? No, I mean, if I'm Which Which team it, do you have a stake in? I do have a stake in the team, but not Are you part of the Knicks? High. Which one? What I'm telling you is, as if I were an NFL owner, I'd be watching what Disney does, right? Because Disney not only is the, one of the largest corporations in the world, but they also own the sports... I broadcasting hear, world to which your entire I hear Vince McMahon is accepting investors if you want to you know, no, he, jump he, on he actually uh, filed for bankruptcy to be honest the Bucks should definitely use investors so yeah no, yeah, no we got we got one we got two Mike Evans got to start putting some of that salary back into the team exactly. he's been doing it for a long time actually I know alright before I get angry poor guy <laughs> Your dad is one of the biggest Bucks fans I've ever met. Oh, he's been a fan longer than any of you guys could ever imagine. So where the fuck are you at? I hate the Bucks. I hate you. <laughs> I grew. I've lived in Tampa for over ten years, and I still hate the Bucks. I They're the only team you. I do not support. So you get to hate Tom Brady no matter what. Oh, I love hating Tom Brady. It's one of my greatest <laughs> passions in life. Honestly, Everyone else is like holler, and I'm just like, haha, fuck you guys. Yeah, dude. To be honest with you. I can understand people not liking Tom Brady. What I will tell you is this right now. Um, ESPN is owned by Disney. Correct? Yeah. They're starting to open up uh, certain aspects of their company for sporting events. They're, the NBA is coming here July 31st. They're going to continue their season right here where we live. I heard they were what thinking about it at Disney Springs and shit like that. Um, Wide World of Sports or Disney Wide World of Sports. Yeah, yeah, they got like four. Basketball. I knew there was the big D involved with it somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. exactly because it's somewhere where all the players and their if they had to bring their families feel they comfortable could say, yeah. and they can all stay in a correct. Well, and to be enclosed. honest, like we kind of make sense as the bailout state for all sports teams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're always going to be that. Uh, well, except that, for the fact that now Las Vegas is turning into that. Well, that's Las, true. Is the, it, Las, they're Vegas. like we love to gamble 
We love to. We but that's love one to watch city. Sports. We're, the, we're gonna bring your state. teams here. They can come like they come Orlando, Tampa, Fort Myers, Miami. Yeah, you got many different cities to sketch yourself out with. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the the big difference between us and Las Vegas is no state tax. Yeah, well that's true. And and so when you like what well, we had the UFC here, I don't know if you guys watched it. I did successful. I went to the oh. one that was at the Amway. Well, they just did. They did the the first live sporting event in the United States was the UFC. Yeah, in nice. Jacksonville. Yeah, we have big nice. there. We also have one of the biggest wrestling uh, communities in the world. In well, Florida. the headquarters is right here in Orlando. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah. what's up, dude? What's up, man? Oh, we got Rico in the building. How you guys doing? Say your your my man. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I. It's not surprising that like sports will. Uh, I mean, if anyone sees sporting events, Florida will be one of the few states that sees it. Exactly. Well, I I think one of the th- the, the things is um, everybody's watching ESPN because everybody's watching Disney. All these sports uh, um, conglomerates or whatever are saying, okay, we're gonna watch how the NBA does on the thirty first of July. They're restarting. Um, the are they? Yeah, 31st nice. of July. They're doing it at Wide World Sports. Also, I met Shaq last week at 3 o'clock in the morning. I love that story. Talk about that. I will talk about that in just a second. But I, I, I do want to say something while, while I still have your attention, Andrew. Um, I think that it's not crazy to think that we can get a full, like a, a full stadium out of it, the NFL. Well, I mean, that's... It's two different things, whether we can get a full stadium versus whether it's safe. Well, so we got the the start of the season is in September, late August, early September. Yeah. We're in June right now. Yeah. So with that being said, or to that point, um, don't you think it's, you know, with Texas allowing 25% capacity right now, we're going to let the Texans figure it out and then... From that, we can gather whether or not we'll be able to load up a full stadium. Well, when you say Texas is doing 25% capacity, 25% capacity for what? Any sporting event. Oh, really? In the state. Huh. Interesting. What do you think? No, I just it, it just seems weird because it's like if one team is based in Texas and another team is verse, is based in New York... The Texas team's allowed to play, and the New York team's not. Well, I think it's more. I think they're trying to do what what Orlando's doing. It's like, okay, we well, bring the whole NBA here. Everyone stays here. We'll run out the playoffs, and then we'll see where it's at. So Texas yeah. is actually. I feel like they're trying to do it for baseball. If if we can talk about the whole semantics of that, that might be really interesting because. Just off the top of my head, I bet you that there's going to be some teams that claim this is unfair. Because, say, if you have to go out there and play against the Magic tomorrow, right, the Magic live here, right, the Magic are comfortable here, it's a home court advantage out. for the Magic, Yeah. yet you have the fucking, um, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves right. come down here and they're like, I don't have my home gym. Well, no one's doing I don't have my home. right now. <laughs> anyway, no, I understand what you're saying. But just like, if, if it's not your hometown, it's tough to move the entire NBA here and not claim favoritism. Right. So, so it's just interesting of being like, it. Because that, that's the thing, is but that. The, but the that's Magic why you have different games. 
they're but, not even in the playoffs. But I understand what, exactly yeah. what you're saying. If you're going to do a season year, like, so It's Texas not a fair that, basis for everyone is what they, I'm saying. Because they, they want to get some sort of capacity for baseball. I, I, baseball, they're talking about doing an 80-game schedule, which well, you and I have talked about baseball extensively. Yeah. And I think, even from your point of view, baseball should do an 80-game schedule. More action, less... You know, I I can watch baseball all day every day. I know not everybody can. No, you put that on the mic. You put that open beer on the mic. Thank you, sir. Don't hide that. He's new. Anyway, but yeah, baseball's do, baseball's talking about doing an eighty game schedule instead of one hundred and sixty, which I think is perfect. Um, and they're gonna do it relatively soon. Yeah. Um, I hundred percent agree with you. Like the home field advantage thing is one thing. The Magic, I don't remember being in the playoffs. They, I think they actually are in the playoffs. So, yes, the Magic will have some sort of a semblance. But at the same time, they're not allowing fans, so it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. Well, I haven't honestly been keeping up with it that much. So they decided the playoffs, and then they suspended the season? Yes. That seems like a horrible idea. Well, they didn't decide the playoffs. How do you have the any season. semblance of playoff that... They, they, they that reflects the play of the regular season. They had two weeks left of the, the regular season. And the competitiveness of the regular they, season. They had two weeks left of the regular season before the playoffs started. No, but what I'm saying is, if you just say, hey, tournament just finished, we know who the top six teams are, everybody take a one-month break, and then we'll resume. I mean, it's not like they planned it. Regardless. Are you saying that there's not an... There's not an uh, an industry or a need for people to want to watch basketball. I think you're putting words in my mouth and claiming semantic I, I, topics I, there. I, I asked you a question. That's all I asked. I literally just asked you. You a answered my question about the legitimacy of the playoffs with another question that has nothing to do with the playoffs. I feel like if you're two weeks away from the playoffs, which they were. So it's... what is your basis on thinking that a team that usually finishes the regular season and then the next week they play in the playoffs versus a team that then gets a month and a half to prepare for the playoffs unlike any other playoff competitors have had in the past. So here's what I'll give you this. I'll give you my take on this. If this this is another question, I swear to God. It's not. It's not. It's not. (laughs) What I'll tell you is my team, if they have the extra two weeks, we were three games away from making the playoffs. But that's what I'm just saying. No, no, hear me out. What I will tell you is they expanded the playoffs. And they wanted to make sure that any team that was close could make it in. So July 31st is when they plan on continuing the NBA season in Disney. All right. You have to understand that current So they have the same length of season that they normally would have? Not necessarily. I think they're going to just get rid of the two weeks. Are they extending it by like a few weeks? I don't think they're ever... I don't think they're going to get those... But you see, like my team but, is close to the playoffs. Like they could win three games. I don't think they're going to give them the chance. They're going to the give. Thing. They're going to give every team that's currently now. You have to understand. They're not doing this because they want to do it. They prefer to do the extra two weeks, see see what happens, and go from there. It's the same thing that's happened in hockey. Hockey's coming back. My team was a few weeks away from potentially playing in the West. Um, now. They're coming back. They're doing like the the top tier teams are gonna play for who gets. Uh, they're gonna play one game 
for who gets like a home field advantage or whatever. Bye weeks and placements yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that. Um, and then after that, everybody plays. So obviously, they're not. This is not ideal for any yeah. league. Period. I'm just saying that the entire 2020 season for every fucking sporting league is gonna have an asterisk well, next to it. I would say I that. Yeah, I don't think it counts uh, the same but way. The like thing. obviously, everyone's gonna want to finish the season and kind of get their uh, their yeah. accreditation, but. It's yeah, like it's not they don't want to be like, hey, you know, we played it. for nothing. We won I, 13 games in the season, and now. Well, because, I mean, well, the, fuck I don't, it. honestly, I don't think the players, like, the players, it doesn't matter to them. It's the coaches and the team owners, like, they're paying so much for their players. They're still paying for their players now. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they want their awards. Uh, but the awards. thing is, let's look what's coming back, though. These are leagues that have been in place since November. The basketball league starts in November, and hockey starts before that or just yeah. after. So it's not like these teams just started playing out of nowhere. They've, they've been hold playing it, for a long time. Hold it right there. Have we never seen anything in the NFL where all of a sudden a team does 75% of the season? They're dog shit. And then they make a playoff run no, we've right seen, at uh, the end? I'll say baseball. I mean, great example, the yeah. Rays. Rays exactly. are prime team for that. Like so, they will play shit for seventy five percent of the year and twenty five percent of the year, and then they will dominate everyone. We're not talking about several weeks. We're not talking about several weeks here. Like, 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 we're not talking about several months. We're talking about the longest is four weeks, a uh, one month, which is where bas- which was where basketball and hockey were at. They were each roughly four months, or I mean, four weeks away, one month away from the playoffs. Yeah. So we're not talking about pulling, you know, we're not talking about giving anybody a chance that didn't deserve it or, or people that over-deserve it. What I'm saying is, for me, you've got to put, like, oh, the 2020 championship is obviously, I wouldn't call it an, ast- an asterisk. Because anybody that was going to make the playoffs was already there. Nobody's making the Super Bowl after lo- uh, after only winning four games by week 16. You know what I mean? I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting um, experience to bear witness to. Because, I mean, nothing like this has happened since the 1920s. I was just right. about to say, fucking yeah. Spanish flu. Yeah. yeah, and like this is literally the first time in 100 years that, that America like has shut down due to anything. Yeah, and so, I mean, this is not like, it's not the only time it's happened, but it's definitely the first time in a, yeah. any given history that nobody, like, today probably remembers. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting, but I mean... But we're also welcome... I, I personally am welcome to any form of entertainment. I, I, I think that, like, we're so desperate for it, and they've planned enough. I mean, because they've been planning since the beginning for this to start back up. So exactly. I mean, I don't think this is going to be like something that we're going to be let down by. I yeah. just think it's going to be, like you said, it's like, it's not going to be like any other year. Well, that's the other thing is like, don't get me wrong. Like the fact that like, say you could have a team just, just to put it in NFL terms, say that we were two weeks before the NFL playoffs and all of a sudden, let's just use last season as a kind of benchmark to jump off of. Say we were two weeks out from the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, Gardner Menchu starts throwing amazing, looking like a fucking Super you, Bowl you quarterback. Always, you always have but, that chance. But yeah. then, all of a sudden, you get four weeks off. You get four weeks to plan 
and train and well, analyze your opponent. Like, think about any injuries exactly. that have been happening. Correct. Because so that is an enormous you, part I, no, I of agree. sporting this season. Is I 100% agree, is but it's not like with it all. The, the, the difference between I'm just saying, that man, particular 2020 situation is going right to be now. that year where it's like, wait a second. Every How team did has the had Angels that, lose the first 11 games of the season? And then they got second. But think about this: is how much more entertaining it's going to be to watch these yeah, games. Yeah, that's what don't, I'm saying. Because don't, you do not, not know that. what's going to happen. Don't get me right. wrong. Right. Everyone's injury is up in the air. Everyone's right. had time to recuperate. Everyone's had time to plan. Everyone's had time to prepare. Yeah. I'm telling this you, this is literally the most like, crazy the time. The NBA for playoffs right. happening in July. It's going to be one of the better. Honestly, I think this is bittersweet. I think it's going to be one of the best. Sporting events to ever Think happen, about, ever. If they do not play well, ever. then that just makes that team look that much worse because you've yeah. had so much time to prepare and plan and recover that if you're not playing to your maximum and you're still losing, mm-hmm. wow, that just makes yeah. you look that much worse. Your organization Speaking of is that, that much worse. That uncoordinated that you guys can't pull it together when you have that much time to look at your opponent. Because for those entire three, four weeks, you know... Okay, we're playing this team in the first round. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, so I think the, the difference is everybody else has had the same amount of time off. So these are teams that are already going to make the playoffs. They're not letting, uh, unless it's hockey, like basketball is not letting the teams that weren't going to make it. One of the crazy thing is, is I think that obviously the, um, the UFC just had one of their highest ratings ever. The NFL draft. Had the highest viewership of all time. Well, let's give this credit because there's not much else to correct. Watch. Correct. So, so we're ready for this. I was gonna say, I think that's Speaking because of like that we're ready for a certain number of million Americans were not working at the time, right? Right. We live in Orange County, right? There's a curfew, which means that this guy's got to go. So we got to end the podcast. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> well, there we go. Best of peace to everyone. Hopefully everyone uh, has a safe night. I appreciate you actually joining in last minute. This is the second run of the podcast today, and I feel like uh, you genuinely contributed. I appreciate you. Much better. It was much better. Yeah. I'm also, you know, there's nothing more I love to do than talk and drink beer. So uh, <laughs> you guys literally just capitalized on my favorite passport times. What I will tell you is you're going to get way more drunk than you are right now here. <laughs> are you okay with that? That is great because I literally am like... Point four miles away, so that's, that's all right with me. Perfect. Well, well, big shout out to Christian for joining. Um, big shout out to Broken Strings Brewing, even though we're not there today, we're always there. And I um, want to say, uh, big shout out to all of the breweries uh, in uh, Florida. You know, craft breweries. Period. Go out and support them. This is uh, the time to put your money into local small business because agrees. they need it. And the more you invest in them, the longer they'll last, and the more place you have to hang out. 100% agree with that. I know that Broken Strings is owned by one man, and only one man legally works there. Yep. And and, and it's it's rough out here. So yeah. please go up there. Broken Strings is celebrating their four-year anniversary on Thursday. So from the 2nd to the 5th, they're doing – or 2nd to the 7th, they're doing $4 pints when you walk in there. And then we also have canned – uh, cherry cola sour, which we've had before. It's very good. Right. Highly recommend it. Please come and visit. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. You got anything, Dan? No, that's that's twenty-seven that's in the bag, us, dog. Yeah. Twenty-seven in the bag. That's
That's one of the better podcasts we've ever done too. We're very put proud out twenty six point five as a bonus episode. Boom. We won't. On. We may it's never. No, we won't. Twenty six point five will never happen. <laughs> we love you. Bye.